This is a No Dogma podcast. I'm Brian Hogan. And this evening, I'm joined by David Gatti, a developer relations manager from Simply, and he's joining me from Poznan in Poland over Skype. Thanks, David, for joining me. Thank you for having me. David, can you tell me a little bit about yourself first before we go on to developer relations? Yes, of course. Uh, so basically, I, uh, I'm the, a developer myself, uh, but I also like I love uh, working with people and trying to uh, break down complex problem and like try to explain them in like the simplest way possible. Uh, and so by being a developer relation manager or evangelist, for example, I like to take a company product that I've targeted at developers and explain them what the benefit are, benefits are of this product and also uh, give them ideas how you can use this product, right? Um, so, One of the things that we're going to talk about is what you refer to as a developer community. So right. maybe you can tell me what There's many names. So, okay, well, uh, what else is it called? And then maybe we'll go into what it is. Right. So uh, if you look, for, if you're looking for a job of the, this type, you, you will find like people that say like developer relation manager, developer evangelist, advocate, uh, community devel uh, yeah, developer community, and also like technical support. People mix those things, um, and sometimes they will just looking for a developer that will talk with other developers. So it's a big misunderstanding I would say when it comes to this this job type but I think there there must be a difference between let's say um, an evangelist and then the community because I presume the community means not just the people within the company but people external to the company yeah so I would say like I would structure I asked I'm uh, in my mind I structure this in this way like the developer relation manager is like the manager of the team then in theory you should have like an evangelist to talk like at events uh, and reach out to like physical like developers around the world like just traveling and then of course you will have like a tech support guy that actually replies to technical questions right uh, that developers might have uh, and there are also like a little bit of marketing and PR because you have to like somehow like reach out to developers right but of course, like you need to, uh, the thing like you need to understand is like um, you are talking about developers, which are like way different than like regular customers. Um, we are like more skeptical, right? And we want like um, like we will like, if if you like use like a typical marketing trick, right? For like a regular consumer, like a developer really will be way more skeptic and think twice. It's like, well, I'm not sure about what's happening here, right? You're trying to scam me. So it's a little bit different. You need a different approach when you when you when you talk about this stuff. What is the purpose though of a company building a community? Why do you uh, need a community? Right. So you. Uh, I was thinking about this like uh, lately, especially with Amazon and their their Echo product uh, that you might, might might know about. And so, for example, like there there were a bunch of other companies uh, before what the the product that, that Amazon did, uh, where they were trying to have like this virtual butler that you ask questions and you get answers. You can ask it to take photos. You can ask it to make a calendar event read an email, whatever, right? And 
now that Amazon that came with Echo, like they have like a flood of developers literally like doing a lot of uh, apps because Amazon had like how long Amazon is on the market with AWS, like 10 years now? Something like, like that, yeah. Yeah, a lot, right? And so they had this like huge community of developers that already knew the product, they already knew what Amazon is doing. And so when they released the Echo, suddenly they had like hundreds of thousands of developers like just feeling comfortable like working on this on this new platform, right? And so the Echo without apps makes no sense because then you will you will have like Amazon trying to make every single app that you can think of, right? Um, whereby having a community, you uh, have a you you have a chance to to having a product that is like way more useful for you to the end user, uh, and also like it's a platform a, mar- a new market for developers to make money and get recognition. So community is in, is important because it allows you like to get a lot of the developer on board. And but also need to be patient. Um, you, there, I think, like a lot of companies make these mistakes that they think like, oh, we can build a community like in, I don't know, few months, right? In a year, we are going to have like ten thousand developers or something like that. And sadly, that's not the reality of it. And that's why, for example, when Amazon came with the Echo, it was like uh, almost like instantly they got like a lot of like high quality apps. Amazon obviously a massive company and mm-hmm. it's pretty clear they have a large developer community. Uh, in Boston, there's an AWS meetup group. There's probably a couple of others I'm not aware of. Same thing for Microsoft. Right. But these, again, are global dominating companies. What would be examples of maybe some smaller companies that would have developer communities? I Yeah, that, that's, it's a, it's a, it's a hard question because... Uh, as I said, like to build a good community, you need years, and all the startups that are showing up, uh, they will like to have a community like Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, like Google, right? Um, and sadly, that I, it's like the only thing that uh, comes up is like, for example, like uh, Node.js, like open source projects, right? And those are like communities that are like uh, like Angular JS, right? Those are things, but are going Angular JS again, Google, right? Uh, but let's say the example of Node.js. Um, uh, nobody's running a company, it's open source, everybody wants to do it because for the fun of it, for the recognition. Um, so if you're a startup yourself, I, I actually I don't think I have a good example. Well, then maybe uh, we'll stick with open source things like Node and some other. Um, tools that are out there. Mm-hmm. So for the oh, node, excuse me, excuse me. Again, uh, but but there you go. Like Arduino. Oh yes, right? Arduino and Arduino on the on it's the Microsoft like, side. It's huge, but again, they, it took them like years, right? More than like I guess, yeah, ten years again. Uh, it took them like uh, Raspberry Pi. I will I will argue that was like pretty quick uh, build up, but there was a huge need. And they like uh, entered the market in a place where there was nothing similar, and so they for sure got a lot of uh, developer that way, excited that way. Um, but still, like five years, right, uh, of working on this stuff. So it's not easy. 
Okay. For somebody like you, a developer relations manager or a community developer or whatever other titles we may have out there, you need to get paid. Something like Node or Arduino isn't necessarily going to do it for you. So right. what sorts of companies do you think should foster development? Sorry, developer communities? Mm, any company that their main target is like, actually, the product is like tailored to developers, right? Um, and their success is based on how many apps those developers will make. Um, and one way, for example, to um, get more apps on your market is, for example, to pay developers. Because a lot of companies will like, um, uh, at the beginning, you will need to pay those developers because recognition at the beginning is like, um, if you're like just starting and a developer checks your product, they will go like, okay, cool, I can make something for you, right? But what's in it for me, right? If you're not paying me, I need uh, I need at least uh, my app to be used like at least for a thousand people, right? And and that's something that smaller companies won't have, right? What about companies that have, let's say, exposed APIs? Do they need a developer community? So I, I'm thinking again of someone like a PayPal or an eBay, but they're massive, uh, and PayPal right. have dominated. I think some people have said to me, PayPal dominate because they've got such a wonderful API, and it's easy for developers. So I presume, therefore, they have a developer community. But, well, yeah, I think at the beginning, PayPal there was just PayPal. There was nothing else. So, and I tried enough. to like a, like five years ago use the PayPal API. Oh my God, that was like the worst experience ever. So sometimes if you're the only one, people will have to still use you, right? So Maybe, is it Twilio? Are they an SMS company that's pretty well known? Oh, yeah, Twilio. I, th I believe they're considered to have a, uh, an incredible API is what I've been told. Yes, that's true. So, uh, is, and it's, is, yeah, so does it become very important for companies that want developers to use their products, like business-to-business -business companies? Mm -hmm. That would be another example. So, I presume. Right. So I think, yeah, because like, I mean, you, you need to market your product in some way, right? You need to make sure that uh, your product is, 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 it will be on the radar of other developers, right? Because you can have like the greatest API ever, but if nobody is using it, uh, I mean, nobody's using it. Um, so for sure, also like helps like to, under, to like, um, like Twilio, for example, it's like a good example where like they took a lot of time and effort to make the whole developer experience like super simple and beautiful because it's well designed, right? Also, for example, Stripe, uh, when they came out, very beautiful like website, uh, the documentation was on point and just developer like enjoyed being on that website, right? And working with it. So. Sometimes, of course, you, uh, well, I think you will have to mix the both things, right? Have something to show that we care about you as a developer, right? And so uh, last time I was checking some uh, job uh, openings and there was like one company that asked like, uh, spend 10 minutes and check our documentation section, right? And my first thing that came to mind is like, make a better design so we, you, we show that we care about developers, right? Because the main website, fantastic. Like everything was jumping around, beautiful. Like they for sure spent like hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to, to make the front page. But when it, when it came to the developer section, they did it like, well, I guess we have to do it, right? And so 
even design for developers count. So trying to reach to developers, but also then show that you care about them once they land on your page. Let's say that a company has determined that they want to build a developer community. What are the steps they need to take? Uh, treat it seriously, that's for sure. Having like, uh, uh, don't be, um, well, understand that you will need years to build a relation with developers. Um, have a budget that you are going to spend because this is like regular budget, like the same way you have a budget for the marketing department, you, you need a budget for like uh, this, the same department here. Uh, because you're going to travel um, to events. Uh, it's a good idea to sponsor some events to like show uh, your product to other people. Uh, organize meetups, uh, organize hackathons. And, you know, being active in that environment. And that requires time and money, of course. One of the things as well, you're going to have to have some people from within your company. And right. I've read one of your articles on this. And I think well, you need a developer effectively but you need a particular kind of developer. Right, correct. So you need someone that, like I said at the beginning when, when I introduced myself, like you need someone that understands like market is a developer himself, but also understand marketing and how people think. And um, so you can actually like connect with them, right? Because one thing that I, that I got like um, over the years was uh, a developer comes to me, asks some questions, and then says like, oh, you're not like one of those dumb PR people that don't know anything about, you know, development, right? Uh, and so for sure you still need someone that's technical, but that's not the most important thing. Um, you need someone that actually can, uh, for example, in a group of people, like reach out to another developer that is like lonely somewhere, like or too shy, like to approach you, right? You need to have like this compassion, that this understanding that this human would like would like would would also like to have a chat with you. So you need to be like a open person uh, that can make that is able to make like other developers like feel comfortable next to you, and so yeah. That's, I think, the type of person that you're looking for. Because uh, the biggest mistake that company do is like, oh, we're just looking for another developer that will just do this job, right? But for example, this guy's shy. He doesn't like to go into in big crowds. Uh, if you put him like in front of, uh, you know, 50 people, he will like, you know, start. He will be too stressed uh, to be there. And so like uh, at one company that I worked, like, all the developers in the, in the company, there were like around 15 of them, they hated speaking public, right? And they were like forced to do it. And it's so like, dude, you see, there's no point in sending those guys because they actually don't enjoy it, right? So why do it? So then at that point, let's say you have wonderful developers, but none of them are of you know, the smiling, extroverted kind that you want. Mm -hmm. You have to go out and hire at that, if you want the developer community. I, I think so. Like otherwise... Like it will be very hard. Like you will, of course, you can send a person like this. They will maybe get, give a talk, right? But then they will not. They won't be able to like reach out to uh, after the talk to other developers. Maybe will they start talking with one person? Then they will feel, feel comfortable with, with with that one person, and they stay with that person, right? They're not there to spread the word to talk with everybody else. Uh, 
Um, and so, yeah, then you, you won't get, sure, he will give you like the most technical, precise presentation ever, but people won't be excited about the product, right, in any way. Um, so I think that's also important. And do you see this as a dedicated role? This person is 100% of the time developer relations and not a core developer anymore. No, uh, it's someone that needs to understand the product, of course, write examples, uh, work on the documentation, maybe manage like uh, the project for the SDK for different languages to make sure that um, he knows when this uh, SDK will be ready so he can prepare like a newsletter, uh, he can write a nice uh, Facebook post and what have you, right? Um, so, yeah. I have a friend who used to be an evangelist for a company and one of his difficulties was he felt that he was slipping behind other developers. He was constantly working on demos or documentation or tutorials or presentations, but okay. he wasn't getting big meaty projects where he could really dig into something for six months. So right. he kind of felt like his development skills and his development career had been put on hold. Mm. And, uh, you know, for a very good developer, that's a, a serious concern. Right. That's why I think those type of people are not the right people. You need someone that is passionate more about, for example, have a mindset of like research and development, right? Let's me, let me experiment, like let's work on this project. Like you should be happy with working on a project for a week. That's it, right? Let's do something. Let's make a simple example. Let's try to make it work. Is it working? Let's clean it up. Let's put a lot of comments and let's make sure that everybody else will understand it easily, right? And that's the type of mindset that I think you need to have. Because I, I can understand if someone is passionate about being like a developer, then be a developer, right? Don't do the mistake like, oh, I'm going to like to talk with... Uh, like, for example, if you're like a, that type of person, but you like to have like an in interaction with other developers, then be the support guy uh, for the main guy, right? Go to the event with him. You're maybe, for example, more technical, so you can answer like more technical questions uh, when they ask. Uh, and so you can have a little bit of both. You will go like once a month somewhere. Uh, have a nice chat with other people. The main guy will just, you know, be out there, be happy, funny, and make everybody feel good. Uh, and then you can like still have this uh, this thing going. Do does you that make sense? Oh, it does. Yeah. Do you see the 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 community developer community relations manager as any way different than evangelist, or is it pretty much identical? Well, it depends. Like I, I spoke uh, when I was looking for a job, I spoke with many, many companies and literally like everybody have a different opinion on this. So that's why I don't care how you call this job um, because everybody needs a different, different, different thing. Um, so in th technically, in theory, like evangelist will be someone that actually just speaks at conventions and, and, and work there with the manager. It's like the guy that managed the, the whole team. Right, um, so that's how I will like differentiate those but, things. And do you see this as a kind of a diverging career path? You know, if you're if you are going down the road of developer, but now you decide to be the evangelist community relations manager, mm. your next job is probably going to be an evangelist community relations manager in the next company, and then yeah. on and on. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you liked it, if you like did it once, and you're like, oh, you know what, this is it. That like in my case, I did it actually by mistake. 
uh, at one company I was like the marketing director and we were looking for like yeah position to where um, the person will like talk with uh, developers and reach out and, and sell the developer kit and we had a hard time finding someone and I was like the guy which was I was still coding right in the, in the free time uh, and so I said you know what I maybe can do this thing and I did it I loved it and I want to do it until I die. I imagine from again from a friend of mine who had done this kind of role there was significant amounts of travel in it which um, yeah how was your experience on that because Travel isn't necessarily what people want all the time. Right. Again, you need to be like a person that likes these things, right? So, for example, I lived like for one year in South Asia, right? It's like one day I woke up, said, F it, let's just go. Um, so I don't have any issues like with traveling. Uh, also, like when you're looking for a job, people say, oh, by the way, you'll have to travel. Oh, by the way, I know. So, like people, I know, like people, like freak out about those 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 things. But um, yeah, that's something you have to do. I know you've blogged on this topic. Are there any other books or blogs you could recommend that cover this? Oh no, actually, I'll be putting a link to your own blog post anyway at the end of the of the okay. podcast post. Yeah, I mean, I, I wrote them mostly because, like, once I like I I, I locked down an idea. Uh, and I think that makes sense. I just put it put it down. But I never saw like uh, there are like other evangelists that will like sh write short things um, that they see over the year. But uh, be yeah, nothing like a book or something of you know, those those sorts. Any final notes before we wrap up for the evening, David? Uh, the only thing will be uh, you can check out my website, uh, which is david.gatti.pl. Uh, where you can find all my links. I also started to write uh, an article about Node.js uh, and also sockets with the particle, uh, which is something similar to Arduino. Um, so yeah, I always try to do some fun things. Fun, and if a person wanted projects. to contact you, is there a way to contact you through the website? Yes, uh, you can use Twitter, Instagram, you know, all the social things. I will put a link to your blog, sorry, to your blog, but just in case someone doesn't look at the, the post, what is the address? Oh, it's uh, david.gatti.pl. Okay. From Poland, thank you very much for your time this evening, David. Thank you.
was returned by Nisi23 from the album 11 and 12 and the closing music was Danger Independency featuring Alina Sola by Mabafu from the album Little Boy. <laughs> 